The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Flack. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Flack. Good morning, I'm Petronologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. And you're listening to the Pet Buzz, the ultimate in pet talk radio. We welcome our listeners who tune in each week from around the world. So, Doc, I got a story for you. Okay. Okay, so this came from Reddit. So, a guy and his fa- fiance, they live together with his dog, his baby. The fiance didn't grow up with dogs and believed that dogs lived outside, but she learns to love his dog and welcomes the dog into the house. Okay. So fast forward, soon to be mother-in-law comes for a visit. From the minute she enters the home, she makes comments about dogs living in the house saying they really need to be outside. So this goes on for like a day or two. And on the third day, the guy comes downstairs early in the morning and he's looking for his dog. It's time to feed the dog. Well, he can't find the dog. So when he asks where the dog is... His girlfriend doesn't say anything. She kind of looks sheepishly and points to the door. So he goes outside and he finds his dog is tied up and he says, who did it? And his soon to be mother-in-law says, dogs don't believe it. Don't don't shouldn't live in the house. And I tied the dog up outside. He's so angry that he asked his soon to be mother-in-law to leave the home, leave his home and find a hotel room. What do you think? I think there should have probably been a little better discussion in his reaction. I'd probably feel the same way, but if this is going to be a mother-in-law and he really loves this woman, they're going to have to find a way to work around this. Good point, but I think that it was her job, his fiance's job, to prep the mother and then have a discussion when they got there. But I think it was really nervy of that soon-to-be mother-in-law to take his dog and tie it up outside. And I probably would say, you know what? I think it's best if you do get a hotel room. And this way we can continue on and grow our relationship in a positive way and not a negative way. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Okay, tell us about the show this week. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about the winner of the ugliest dog show in California and another winner, the winner of the 146th annual Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show and what to do if your pet has an adverse reaction to flea and tick products and 4th of July dangers. Mm, That's a packed show. Well, let's talk about in segment one. When we think of the 4th of July, we think of patriotic colored clothing, barbecues, and fireworks. While it may seem like a great idea to include your pet in these fun festivities for 4th of July, it's important for all pet parents to be aware of potential dangers caused by this holiday. So joining us today is Dr. Tina Wismer, the medical director of the ASPCA Poison Control Center. Welcome back, Dr. Wismer. We're always happy to speak with you. Thank you. So, you know, what's the number one pet danger over the 4th of July weekend? Well, the number one is really 
animals getting lost and running away because of the noise from fireworks. Um, it unfortunately freaks a lot of animals out. So make sure that you have identification, a collar, a microchip, something that can help return the animal to where it belongs. Yeah, I'm always amazed that we've seen in these reports that come out, the busiest days of the shelters are the 5th, July 5th and July 6th, because that's where a lot of pets end up, whether they get picked up by, quote unquote, the local dog catcher or where someone will find a pet and then drop them off at the shelter. True? True. Yes. So now that we've talked about besides getting lost, how else can fireworks, because that's a big thing that obviously prompts the pets to go missing. How, how else can fireworks harm pets? Sure. So if you're having backyard fireworks, right, sparklers, smoke bombs, firecrackers, um, those can be problematic. They can cause burns. And also some of the chemicals that are used to make these, if your pets eat them, we can see potential poisoning from the heavy metals in there. Or there's compounds called chlorates that can actually change the blood so it can't carry oxygen. Wow. I mean, because a lot of times when you're doing backyard fireworks, you know, you put them on the ground or they explode and you leave them on the ground. It's not like people are rushing out to pick them up, correct? Correct. Correct. I mean, they're hot. You need to be careful. So definitely keep the pets away and clean up afterwards. Yeah. And also people tend to have a tendency not, they're so tired because fireworks tend to be in the evening and the party's gone on for hours before, as well as the drinking, correct? Correct. Well, besides getting, and, and I think it was great advice that you mentioned, you should definitely microchip your dog and have ID. And I would assume that ID should be current with your current cell phone number, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, and if you, and if your pet does get lost, what should people do? Should they call their shelter? Should they make flyers? Right. You should definitely call your local veterinarians and the local shelter um, and even go down there. Um, sometimes people describe dogs in one way and the shelter may describe it in another day, way. So go down there and check it out. Make sure your dog's not there. Yeah. I mean, recently when my cat went missing, I actually took to social media and a lot of people who work in rescue, who go back and forth to the shelters told me that my cat was at the local animal shelter, that he was there and they were positive. It was the same cat. And they actually even sent me the quote unquote ad for that missing cat from the shelter. So I thought that was a great idea. Okay. Well, if you've just joined us, we're talking with Dr. Tina Wismer, the medical director of the ASPCA Poison Control Center. Okay, that brings me to alcohol and food. So what do we need to be careful with the alcohol and the food? Right. So just like you and I, uh, we don't want to over-imbibe. And with dogs and cats, they can, you know, drink your drinks and end up in the same situation. So we don't want them to become drunk at high enough doses that can cause alcohol poisoning. Yeah, I mean, too many times people, when they do have these um, 4th of July or outdoor barbecues, they have a tendency to leave beer on the ground or on a low table on a porch or a lanai or even in the house or even in the front stoop sometimes when they go out to smoke a cigarette. And then we also have a lot of rich foods at these barbecues. We have the chicken with the sauce and then there's corn cobs. Talk to us about that. Right. 
corn cobs are probably one of the most dangerous foods. They're not poisonous, but if swallowed, they can cause an obstruction and those need to be surgically removed. Yeah. And I'm always amazed that like a corn cob is what, like six inches long or something like that. And you wonder how a German shepherd or a Weimaraner can eat that whole thing and just swallow it down, right? Yep. Swallow it whole in the stomach, you know, it'll stay there. And then the problem happens when it tries to leave the intestinal tract and it gets stuck right there. Yeah, I mean, but with all that garlic and butter and salt and pepper, it's no wonder they want to lick and chew and suck the remnants of what was a really good ear of corn, correct? Yes, so definitely keep those away from your pets. (laughs) You know, one of the things I'm always curious about, and I think a lot of people don't think about it, is the barbecue dangers. Talk to us a little bit about the barbecue dangers. Sure. So we think about things like hot coals being dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, We even have some dogs that will eat the briquettes beforehand. Um, So that can also cause an obstruction. Um, But one of the biggest things is people, right, they use drip trays, they catch all the fat. And what do they do with it? They pour it out in the driveway, right? Or they pour it out, you know, in the rocks next to the driveway and dogs will eat all of that. Um, So that can cause an obstruction from the rocks or just pancreatitis from eating all that fat. About is, you know, first people start out with the hamburgers and hot dogs. That's like your, that's like your pregame or your, what are they, your pregame snack for the day, right? So they're always have the hamburgers and hot dogs before they start getting the steak and the barbecue chicken. And it's amazing that a really curious dog will like whip off one of those hot dogs right from the barbecue, right? He might even jump and put his paws on the hot grate. I mean, it just, and and you mentioned the briquettes. Well, a lot of times we tend to keep the briquettes down on the ground. So a dog that's curious will open the bag and like you said, smell that grease, maybe dripping a little bit and just say, ooh, this looks kind of tasty, right? Yeah, so it's definitely best to keep our pets away whenever we have the, that grill fired up. We're going to take a commercial break uh, with Dr. Tina. I have some more questions. So, Dr. Tina, can you stick around for another segment? Certainly. According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-Pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the pet buzz my name is mike ruiz and i was born and raised in montreal canada and now i live in new jersey the thing that made me fall in love with oliver was the very first time i met him he was being fostered by a friend of mine whom i was visiting i opened the door to my friend's house and oliver came running up to me sat at my feet and looked up at me with the most beautiful big brown soulful eyes and within 24 hours i had filled out all the paperwork and oliver was my son i've experienced a lot of discrimination with oliver we would walk down the street and people would literally cross the street we know when they would see us coming you know they saw like a menacing pit bull type dog it's just found it so baffling because oliver was 
the sweetest, gentlest creature that I've ever met in my entire life. Sadly, I lost Oliver in August of 2018. I wanted to commemorate him in a way that was very meaningful. So I got this tattoo of him. It's just such an amazing thing. Knowing that I carry him in my heart, I now carry him on my arm. My name is Mike Ruiz, and Oliver and I are individuals. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz this morning. The show is hosted by the dynamic pet duo. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Uh, I'm back with Dr. Tina Wismer talking about Fourth of July dangers. Um, the other thing I, I'm going to, uh, this is what I do because I've always had so many pets in my home, is I always remind guests, I always usually send invitations out when I have a Fourth of July party. And, you know, there's something you could find on the web, you know, that you could just email out. But I always remind um, guests who are coming to my home that I have pets um, and that I, you know, it's fine early in the party, but when people start getting a little juiced up and having a lot more fun and getting a little careless, I always, and it usually that coincides around the time where it's starting to get dark, that I always have a room that's off limits with a crate and water and toys. And maybe there is um, an herbal remedy or some CBD or something that I can just leave them in there. And I also put a sign on the door saying pets, you know, inside this room is off limits. So that way I don't have to worry. Uh, and I, and I also remind people who do have children, which is very rare that I have children at my house. I don't have children, so I don't have a lot of parties with children to make sure they supervise their kids and in some cases in that room, I've locked that door so that no one can get in there. That's a great idea because that way you just have to police your own pet and you don't have to worry about everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's, that's a good point, really. So you just have to police your own pet. You know, it's funny. I was just in um, one of the big box stores, you know, like your Lowe's or your Home Depot. And I noticed that right in front of the store in anticipation of, I guess, 4th of July, really, even though the weather's kind of warmer now, but we really consider 4th of July the real big kickoff to the summer. And one of the things people are always worried about are those citronella candles. They always are buying those. And once again, they're on low tables. And then there's bug sprays. Um, and sometimes the, um, the slinky bug armbands that you wear, um, and you know, there are people, you can't miss them. And then you start thinking if I'm having people over, we have to worry about the bugs. So talk about how these products pose, uh, a danger to pets. Sure. So when we think about, you know, mosquitoes and bug sprays, um, if you're using them in the environment, right, I'm going to spray my lawn before people come over, make sure it's completely dry before you let your pets out. If you're spraying yourself or your pets, make sure it's labeled for use on your pets, okay? And if they accidentally get into one of those candles or the citronella oil, um, we certainly can see vomiting. And if enough is ingested, we can actually start to see things like muscle tremors. So once again, prevention, right? Keep these things away from our pets. Yeah. It's better to get the ones that you hang like from in front of your door or hang like in a patio or a lanai area. Cause that way you'll definitely be assured um, that you're not going to worry about it. And especially late in the evening 
when people are, you know, a little tipsy, they've had a good time and really they're just waiting for the, the kickoff of the fireworks, right? Okay. So what else should be reminded of when it comes to guests who are visiting on 4th of July weekend? Right. So you and I, we know not to leave things in our pet's reach, right? But your friends and neighbors may not. So when people come over, make sure to either take their, you know, uh, purses, backpacks, whatever they bring, um, and put them up someplace where your pets can't get them or remind them, hey, you know, my dogs can get in your purse and um, we need to watch. You know, I think that's a really good point because in an age where so many people have smoke marijuana or have medical marijuana cards, which they carry flour around with them or gummies around with them. It used to kind of just be the doors and the windows and supervise the kids. But I think that's a really good point to put all the coats and backpacks and purses in one area that in, in an off room, off, you know, room that's not pets don't have access to it. Um, I think that's a really good point. And, um, you know, maybe somebody's not smoking pot at your house, literally in a pipe or a joint, but it doesn't mean that they're not, you know, utilizing gummies or something along that, those lines. And the THC or baking, you know, brownies with THC and other foods um, is a really big thing because, you know, everybody wants to really enjoy the fireworks. And a lot of people think this is one of the best ways to do it. Dr. Tina, if our pet ingests something or there's a, a medical emergency, what should we do on 4th of July weekend? So you can give your veterinarian a call first. If they're not available, you can give us a call. We're here 24 hours. And that number is 888-426-4435. Dr. Tina, thank you so much for visiting with me today. Before we go, would you be so kind as to give us a website so people can review some of these pet dangers that they need to be aware of? Sure. ASPCA.org. And you can search for 4th of July. Okay, great. Dr. Tina, thanks so much for joining us. That was Dream Team member, Dr. Tina Wismer, the medical director of the ASPCA Poison Control Center. Remember to take time to protect your pets this 4th of July weekend. Have a plan. Talk to guests before and upon arrival at your home and make sure your pet is microchipped and has current ID with a current phone number. And lastly, keep the number of the emergency vet or ASPCA Poison Control Hotline uh, Center in your cell phone so it's accessible or put it on the wall right next to a phone. You're going to want to stick around with me because a little later in the show, guess who we're going to be talking to? That's the 146th Best in Show winner at the Westminster Kennel Club's annual dog show. And now it's time for Celebrity Pet News. In an Us Weekly interview not so long ago, model Kendall Jenner, you know, she's one of the Kardashian clan, revealed that her pets help calm her anxiety and calm her mind. And you know, Kendall is not alone. Studies around pets and mental health show that petting and playing with animals reduces stress-related hormones. And these benefits can occur just after, believe it or not, five minutes of interacting with a pet. Therefore, pets are very helpful for anxiety suffers. Playing with the dog or cat raises our levels of serotonin and dopamine. So pets are physically and mentally good for 
us. Right, Dr. Fleck? Oh, my goodness sakes, yes. I see it in the office every day. I see it with you. Oh, and boy. you see it with me. <laughs> okay. Now, let's talk about my I likey of the week. Okay. That's the way it has to be because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. It's the die for. I like it. So, can a fairy and natural chews are made from 100% pure coffee wood without any artificial additives or chemicals? Coffee wood is a lot harder than other wood, making them resilient and really long-lasting and less likely to spinner. And since coffee wood is a natural byproduct of coffee production, these chews are sustainably made, eco-friendly, and for those curious about the caffeine, the caffeine is not in the wood, it's in the bean. So if you want to keep your pet occupied when he's, especially when he's stressed or on a long car ride, why don't you consider one of these Canifera natural chews? So joining us today is Daphne McKenzie, mom, baker, entrepreneur. She's the founder and the owner of Hunter's Healthy Treats based in Michigan. So Dr. Fleck isn't here today, and I know he's going to be really excited because she is another Michigander. Welcome to the Pet Buzz, Daphne. Thank you for having me. You know, I have to tell you, because Dr. Fleck couldn't be here, and he is a fill-all Michigander like you, and he has one question for you that he asked me to ask you. He needs to know, are you Michigan State or that other school, (laughs) the blue and the maize? Are you that other school, or are you the white and the green? White and green. White and green. MSU. Okay. All the way. He'll be very happy that you're here. So, you know, I love having entrepreneurs on the show because they're so enthusiastic about, you know, their love of pets of, uh, and what they do. But I always ask them this one question because it really says a lot about who they are and really how they got their company started. So I'm going to ask you, what was your inspiration for starting Hunter's Healthy Treats? Hunter was my inspiration. Um, I took my kids to the mall to give them something to do back in 2000. And we went into the pet store, looked at all the dogs, cats, little animals that they had. And they kept bugging me. Hey, can we get a dog? Can we get a dog? Well, I looked at all the dogs in the cages and I was like, okay, as long as the dog is all black, male German shepherd, we'll get a dog because I knew they didn't have one. So we went and asked the sales representative, and sure enough, they had one. He was in the cage sleeping behind another dog. So it was a Siberian Husky, which is big and fluffy. They were both laying down, and I never saw him. So we walked out of the store with Hunter. Cool, cool. Another fur kid to add to the to the mix. Exactly. You know, you know, Daphne, so many people out there, especially now, especially with, you know, two years in the pandemic and 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 money being tight and, and just everything's kind of haphazard and just wild. You know, they want to start their own company. And I, we talked about you being a single mom. Was it really difficult at the time to like just get motivated to figure out how you were going to do it and what you were going to do? Uh, well, that was the easy part. The hard part was uh, working capital and business credit, because in order to get, you know, machinery to help me, uh, you need to have business credit. So that was probably the toughest thing um, for me to do. I mean, I was working a full-time job at the time, so I had income. It was just trying to, you know, get the income to 
build the business. So you're working full time. You've got three kids and you're trying to bake on the side. I mean, were you out like, you know, showing your treats in, you know, the mall store that you got Hunter from? Were you running around town trying to get people to buy these treats? Well, I actually went to um, in Frankie Muth. They have a dog bowl. That was my first big show. It was a three two day show and sold a, a whole bunch of treats there. And then that was in May. In November, I went to the Novi Pet Expo and actually sold out of everything I brought with me. So that was like one of the biggest boost to get my name out there. And that's when I actually got my first store order. I went to one of the store owners that had a booth there and they took me on. So that's great. I mean, I, so I encourage if you have a dream like Daphne, you want to get out there, you want to, you want to learn as much as you can and, you know, follow your passion like she did. Hunter's healthy treats. I got to ask you because everyone's going to want to know. So why are your, because there's so many treats out there, right? So why are your treats so healthy? Well, I did a lot of research and I only put ingredients that are beneficial for the dog. There's Uh no fillers, no artificial ingredients or preservatives. Everything in there is healthy for them. And it's all human grade ingredients. My family and I actually eat the treats and snacks ourselves. So, okay. So there's no soy because I mean, this is the par for the course. This is tagline, no soy, no wheat and no preservatives, right? Right. Okay. Um, And I would assume based on that, they're really good for dogs that have allergies, correct? Yes, because corn, wheat, and soy are allergens for most dogs. So I went with the oats because it's a different type of protein. It's technically a gluten-free product. So that's why I went with the oats. Okay. So you've got the horses, you've got the dogs, and you've got Daphne and her family. So this is a good thing because if you do order these treats or you buy these treats, you and your dog can have a little snack session, right? Yeah, the treats. Okay. So the other thing um, that I was reading about you is these treats are also so good for, I think they call it mega esophagus. Tell us what mega esophagus is and why your treats are so good for this condition. So mega esophagus is when the esophagus is enlarged in the dog and it, it's difficult for them to swallow their food. It, the muscles aren't working properly and it doesn't put them, um, put the food into their stomach. So sadly they have to sit in an upright chair, which is called a Bailey chair and sit there for 30 minutes after eating just to let gravity do its thing. And then, um, I had a customer contact me and say, I was so sad because I couldn't let my dog have treats. And then somebody gave me some of your treats and they were the peanut butter treats and he was able to eat them without any problems. So I'm so excited that I can give my dog treats now. So that's the only reason I found out that the peanut butter treats were good for dogs with megasophagus because somebody who was with the dog was able to let me know. And your treats are soft baked. Yes, they are. So they're easy to true, uh, uh, easy, uh, easy to chew, especially <laughs> listen to us. You know, they're easy to chew, especially for older dogs or dogs that might have some dental issues. Right. Yeah. I've so, had dogs with no teeth eat off all, all of the flavors. So. Okay. So they can suck on those babies. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it's interesting because so many people, um, adopted dogs during the pandemic. And I know that you offer dog training treats. Yes. Yes, I do. In all three flavors. 
Okay. Are they, so are they really small? Like talk about the dog, the dog training treats. So the training treats are a smaller treat. Uh, they're the perfect size actually, because they're small enough where they're getting the flavor of the treat, but it's going down quickly. So you can get on to the next, um, command for them. Right. And you know, the other thing that I think is so perfect about these training treats, because they're so small, so many times when you're taking a class or you're working with your dog in a training session, um, or at whether it's agility or whether it's any other dog sport or activity, you really want to have small high value or what we say, high value, meaning tasty treats. I, you know, I got to admit, I don't eat it very often, but I love it. And so do my dogs. Will you ever make a bacon treat? Because as you know, everything <laughs> tastes better with bacon. I know some people think it's cheese, but you know what? I mean, they make bacon ice cream that, you know, bacon's never, always good. I've never had bacon ice cream, but I do love bacon. So I have to agree with you. Everything is better with bacon. So um, as far as that goes, I don't know if I'm going to do a bacon treat. I will definitely kick it around. So are you thinking about some more flavor? Are we going to see some new, uh, new tasty flavors coming up soon? Well, I just came out with the sweet potato. So mm -hmm. um, I've got to figure out what, what the next flavor profile will be from here. But I am open to suggestions. So the okay. bacon for sure. So everybody out there listening, if you want Daphne and Hunter's Healthy Treats to make bacon, let us know. <laughs> Post on Twitter, Facebook, and Insta. Because like I said, everything tastes better with bacon church is in my studio with me and he's looking up he's he's giving me that eye look yes mom everything does taste better with bacon so daphne you know i really appreciate you joining us today i mean i gotta tell you it's valentine's day weekend coming up you gotta get some pets your pets, your fur kids some of hunter's healthy treats and the great thing is they're heart-shaped right yes they are See, it's all about the love. That's right? right. They're made from the heart. So <laughs> they're made from the heart, right? We've yeah. got a hot dog mom in the house with her hot products, Hunter Healthy Treats. <laughs> it was really great having you on the show. Will you do me a favor? Sure. Will you come back? Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. Good. So last, this is the last question. Give us your website before you go. Hunter's Healthy Treats. Dot com. Awesome. That's huntershealthytreats.com. Well, just to remind you all, that was Daphne McKenzie, an MSU supporter <laughs> for all you Michiganders out there. Sorry, the other school. This is just Dr. Fleck. I don't think that way. You know, I like them both equally. I'm not from Michigan, so it's okay. Well, anyway, she is the founder and the owner of Hunter's Healthy Treats. You got to get some of these heart-shaped treats for your dogs, especially with Valentine's Day right around the corner. My dogs love them. I love them. And your dogs will too. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian okay, Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies visit us at thepetbuzz.com so i'm a cat and i just moved in with this new human and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long tap 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 bloop bloop she can't put it down there it is 
Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese. And guess what? Egg rolls showed up like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio, where we focus on enhancing the bond between pets and their people. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Let's kick off this segment with Flex Facts. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers! I want the truth! So, Dr. Fleck, what are we going to talk about today? What to do if your pet has an adverse reaction to a flea and or tick product. Okay, that's interesting. So, tell me more. Let's start with reactions. If your dog or cat is having a reaction to a flea and tick product, it may show some of the following symptoms, just general lethargy. Skin effects would be shown because of the irritation on the skin when you're using spot-ons. Stomach or intestinal problems can be shown with vomiting and diarrhea. And generalized nervous symptoms affect from trembling, depression, appearances, and even seizures. Hmm. So if you see these symptoms, what should you do? Well, if you suspect that your pet has had an adverse reaction after using the flea and tick product, refer to the precautionary statements on the product label and then consult your veterinarian immediately. Okay. And then what? Bathe your pet with mild shampoo and rinse with large amounts of water. For flea and tick collars specifically, pet owners should Remove that collar if the pet experiences any kind of adverse reaction. And I would think you would want to clean that area around the neck as well. Yes. So to whom should you report the incident? That's a really great question. And I'm going to respond to that question on our social media channels. Anything else then? That's all the Flex Facts for the week. Well, Dr. Fleck, thank you. I think that was a great segment and we await... Um, your response on the Peppa social media channels on how to report the incident. Absolutely. Well, I have a real treat for you. Trumpet, the bloodhound, won the highly coveted Best in Show honor at the 146th Annual Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show at the Lyndhurst Estate in Tarrytown, New York, beating over 3,500 dogs of more than 200 different breeds for the ultimate prize, which I think is a ribbon in a bowl. No money, of course. (laughs) Okay, so Trumpet's... The Bloodhound selection marked history. He is the first Bloodhound to ever win Best in Show in Westminster's 146th year in history. And guess what? What? His breeder owner handler, Heather Buner, is joining us. I'm so excited, aren't you, Dr. Oh, Black? my God, yes. This is so wonderful. So, Heather, what was the first thing you thought when Best in Show Dodge, Dr. Donald Sturt, signaled you out as the winner of the 146th Annual Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show? And did your childhood dreams come true at that very moment? The shock and awe that I had, I mean, literally the first thing I could do is just kiss and hug my dog. I was so excited for him, for the breed. And of course, our whole team, it was just absolutely amazing. And the feeling is a feeling that 
I don't think I could ever have again. <laughs> um, and yeah, my, my childhood dream, um, you know, I grew up going to Westminster Kennel Club and as a child, you see all those big lights and you think that maybe just one day you could achieve those dreams and those goals with a lot of hard work and dedication and it happened. It and absolutely happened. And now you're part of history. Goose pimples and bumps <laughs> all over, right? Yeah. Uh, but- I think I think Trumpet is part of history, but I'll I'll take the ride with him and oh yeah, goosebumps, crying, <laughs> you name it, it's happened. <laughs> well, I love bloodhounds, but it's not an everyday common dog. Can you please tell us about the breed? Um, so the breed is supposed to be a noble breed, uh, but this is also a a working dog that is bred to trail um, for for hours and miles. So they have a lot of stamina. I think they get the wrong persona sometimes with the uh, Beverly Hillbilly, you know, front porch lazy dog, and they are everything but that. Um, they're fun. They're really fun. They're great with people. They're just, you know, if you can get away with the drool in your house, <laughs> they're they're a wonderful wonderful breed for your household. Well, you know, Trumpet is such a handsome dog. So when he's not going to dog shows, what do you guys do together? How do you spend time together? Uh, Trumpet and I love being home. Home is the best place on earth. It's the time where we can relax and just be who we are. So Trumpet goes out in the backyard and digs holes. Um, I have to watch my vegetable garden because he might decide one day that he just wants the road to tell all those vegetables out of there. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's everyday normal life. We, we enjoy being home and I have a lot of property here. Um, and I have other dogs that I show that he absolutely adores. So we've got a, a, a big crowd of friends here at home that he plays tug of war with and they may help him dig some holes also. <laughs> He's a normal dog. He's a normal he dog. Is, he is, you know, in the, when it rains, he comes in covered in mud. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's okay because that's, you know, that's part of the things that lo- dogs love to do. You know, I might get some muddy paw prints around here, but we always have a mop for a reason. So, yeah. Big, big money, muddy paw prints. But, you know, re- oh, big. <laughs> Char- Charlotte's, done, Charlotte's done a little research and, and 214 Trumpet's dad, Nathan, won the WKC Hound Group, making him a contender for best in show. So, yes, how, are, how are Nathan and Trumpet similar and how are they different? They're actually very, very similar. Um, I always like to say that Apple didn't fall very far from the tree. Um, they both have, starting off with the temperaments, um, the temperament is phenomenal on these boys. Um, they love everybody that they come in the encounter with. Um, even the move, right down to the movement, that beautiful movement that everybody saw on that big floor. Uh, Nathan did the same thing on the, that big ring floor. Um, you know, we've seen some, some photos come through and it just, makes my heart happy when you look at the head and you look into the eye and you can see 
a familiar face behind Trumpet, and that would be his dad. It, it's just, it's so heartwarming to see. Yeah, I know who your dad is. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I remember mm-hmm. you in 2014, and I believe you were there with me, Dr. Fleck. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just, I don't know, I just loved you and, and Nathan together. And I actually have that clipping of the New York Times article that they did on Heather and Trumpet. Um, I mean, Heather and Nathan, excuse me. So I was so happy when she won because I was really hoping that back in 2014 she would win Best in Show. But anyway, I think I want to hear about his show career. So can you talk to us about that? Is it true that he's only been out showing for six months? It is true. Um, you know, after COVID, um, he still wasn't ready, um, mature wise, maturity wise. And we were just patient. We know that this is a big breed that takes, you know, some time to mature. So we started him, um, first weekend of January, 2022. Um, and we do take time off, you know, so it's not every single weekend. Um, but he has proven in just this short six months, um, that he has what it takes. So, you know, we'll, we'll continue on and, you know, whatever happens is great. Um, we're just, we're just proud of Trumpet. Um, he'll lose, he'll win. And that's okay. They're beautiful dogs. Okay, Heather, hold that thought because we need to take a hard commercial break. Hey, can you stick around okay. and answer some more questions in our next segment? Absolutely. Great. Well, everyone, stick around with us for the 146 Westminster Kennel Club Best in Show winner, Trumpet and Heather. Notice I had the dog first. Also, later on in the show, learn more about the winner of the world's ugliest dog competition. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck here at the Pet Buzz. We are urban, suburban, and, and country. country. So we're back with the winner of the 146th Annual Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. Heather and Trumpet are with us. Uh, you had a question, Dr. Fleck. I do. You know, do Westminster winners eat Purina Pro Plan, the sponsor of the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show? I mean, I guess it's really, does Heather and Trump, does, I guess, not does Heather and Trump Heather. eat, but does Trumpet eat Purina Pro Plan? Heather might too. <laughs> well, Heather loves those big bags of Purina Pro Plan in for Trumpet. And because he, uh, he does eat so much Purina Pro Plan, those bags get awfully heavy. So I help him a little bit with that. But yes, um, Purina Pro Plan is what we feed here. Um, the dog's conditioning, I know multiple people have talked about that. A lot of that is contributed to the dog food. 
True, true. So, yeah, we, we will continue feeding ProPlan. Um, it, it's a wonderful food. And that's great because they are a sponsor of the annual Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. They are. Yeah, and we you know, thank them. You know, dog showing can be pretty expensive, whether you're hiring a professional handler. And Heather is a professional handler, right along with being the owner, the breeder, owner, handler of Trumpet. Um, whether you're, like I said, being a pro handler or whether you're showing the dogs yourself. Heather, can you talk to us about the cost and why showing dogs is an expensive joy? Um, well, I think what a lot of people um, get out of this is joy. And it's a, it's a family sport, you know, so add that into a hobby for a lot of families. But when you, um, when you start adding up the entry fees to enter a dog show, and then with the price of gas, it, it does get expensive. But there are, for me, uh, coming up in this with, you know, a family who did this as a hobby, it's, it's worth it in the long run, you know? So people joke around money's just money, right? That money that you spend are all memories. And the financial um, reward for the Westminster Kennel Dog Show gives you so much, doesn't it? No, that's a mean <laughs> question because really it's, you know, you have to think of it like, you know, when Heather was talking when she was a young girl, being on the, being, standing there in awe and watching, you know, some of the greatest handlers of all time. What I'm pointing out is that this is a labor of love. Yeah, no, I was going to say that. It is a labor of love for, for people like Heather. And you've heard, you know, you've heard Gabrielle Rangel say that when he came to the United States a few years ago, he came, you know, not a few years ago, when we interviewed him a few yeah. years ago, and uh, after his third win, um, and, you know, that's possible for Heather, too, of course, but, I mean, he came here with very little money, and look at him now. The big man is, like, tied with Peter Green for winning Westminster. I mean, you look at someone like Michelle Scott, two years in a row, who's won. I mean, you had a question for Heather, Dr. Fleck. Okay, so I'm sure that you had some competitors that you were a little worried about for winning the the best in show. So who do you feel was your biggest competitor in the show ring? You know, it's really hard to pinpoint one because the other six dogs that were in the best in show ring were incredible to their breed standard. You know, they didn't just get there easily. They had to compete at the breed level, the group level and get there, which meant they were the best of their group. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, Anybody has a chance. You know, I thought, well, maybe I have a chance. But again, I remember I have a bloodhound, you know, and they're, they're not the easiest to look at sometimes. Um, the Samoyed Striker, gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the French Bulldog, Winston, boy, he ran around that ring with a smile on his face. Just mm -hmm. the cutest thing I've ever seen. But you know what really... Mr. Sturtz could have pointed to any one of the seven dogs in there and not have made a wrong decision. Oh my God. She should run for Senator for the state. That was <laughs> nice. That was no, I mean, you know, Don, but it's true. It's Don, true. Don is an amazing person and he's an amazing judge. I mean, he's the youngest judge as we know, to judge Westminster. He's now a member of the Westminster Kennel Club. He's a fair-minded guy. He started out in juniors, very much like Heather. So, I mean, he has 
an excellent eye. He knows his breeds. So I think this was a great choice. Um, and, you know, Winston was great. And you would have loved this, Dr. Fleck. Winston is owned by a professional NFL player. Hmm. So he grew up in a home with competition. And he, you know, he was a favorite. And he's, I think he's like the one of the number one dogs. Is he the number one dog, Heather? Winston? Was he um, the number I don't, you know, I don't keep a close eye on stats because I feel like stats kind of take a little bit of fun out of life. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I know, I, I know that he wins a lot and I've been at some other shows with him and he's had some very nice wins. Um, so yeah, I mean, he is a top dog and just don't know where he exactly stands. I think he's the number one dog, but I think that oh, that's amazing. Uh, and he was amazing and she's absolutely right. He had a great smile on his face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, in some ways, as much as I like that dog, um, and he was beautiful and just fantastic, sound and sturdy and had a great look. I hate to say this, but I'm glad he didn't win because I am, you know, people are kidnapping French bulldogs, people, bad breeders all over the world. In Romania, they have French bulldog farms. Um, or I shouldn't say that Winston shouldn't win, but I'm glad a French bulldog didn't win because, you know, people are breeding poorly, poor, poorly. Well, we've had just you know, yeah. interviews about Right. That. So, okay. So, you know, my feeling, it's not that I didn't want right. Winston right. to win. I just, I was afraid that we the puppy Miller's the, destruction of the, the, the breed. breed and the breed is on, you know, right. a very thin string well, right now. Well, we're happy. Trumpets win. Yeah, period. we're happy. That's right. I was Thank so happy. That was just great. <laughs> okay, so Heather, what's next for Trumpet? Uh, we're going to give it our all this year and, and see what happens. Um, after he retires, um, he'll go for some levels of men trailing titles, which is super fun for the breed. You know, that's what they're bred to do. Um, and, and they really do have fun doing that. Um, so I'm excited to see you know, what's, what's next for him. He's got to get some health testing done. Um, that's, you know, one of the very important things for breeders to do is to go through those checklists and get that done. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Maybe we'll get a, maybe we'll get a trumpet son out of this and we'll see everybody back in 2028, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but he'll, uh, he'll enjoy life. He, uh, I think he knows what happened. You know, we got some pretty special cookies after winning and he's been snacking up on those. <laughs> he's, you know what? We're home. He's happy. We're home. Um, I think we're still both letting it sink in. Um, I think we might go visit uh, rainbows, babies and children up here at the Cleveland clinic. Um, I know how much dogs mean to kids and even, you know, adults. And I, I really hope we get to do that because Trumpet will love those children. Heather, that is, that is just wonderful. That's awesome that you're going to do that. Yeah. And, and just a shout out, congratulations again to both you and Trumpet for winning Thank the greatest, so much. greatest show dog campaign of the year. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We're happy to learn more yes, about. Thank you for having me. And we, we we're just so more just happy to learn more about Trumpet, his win, and your unique perspective about show dogs at the top level. Yeah, show dogs and showing dogs at a top level. And you know what? In the last few days, I've really had 
a few conversations with Heather. She's a doll and I cannot wait to meet her in person because I can tell you right now, I think we're going to have a- She's charming. She is. And I think we're just going to have many more conversations and I just am so excited for her. I really am. Oh, thank you. Hey, but before we wrap the show, let's talk some global pet news. Always interested. And now, Pet Buzz News from around the globe. So after a close competition, and these competitions are always close, a 17-year-old rescue dog named Mr. Happy Face has been named the world's ugliest dog. Mr. Happy Face, a Chinese crested Chihuahua mix, won the annual title at the 2022 World's Ugliest Dog Contest in Petaluma, California this past Friday. His owner, Janeda Banley, adopted Mr. Happy Face from an Arizona shelter in August of 2021. Despite the warnings, Banley said all she saw was this dog that was indeed old, needed a second chance, and deserved to be loved. So she decided to adapt. Mr. Happy Face, who had come from a hoarder's house and who'd been neglected and abused in the past. The adoption wasn't without concerns, and Banley said that her veterinary warned her that the 17-year-old rescue, who suffered from tumors and other health conditions, might not live longer than a month. So still, she only recalled him as being the happiest creature that she had ever met. So congratulations, Mr. Happy Face, and a big thank you to Janetta Banley, who actually had so much courage and love that she took this dog in. A wonderful experience. Great story. Okay, so let's wrap the show. But before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. So next week, we're talking about how to take better photos of your pet, Hmm. summer pet safety, and National Pet Fire Safety Day. Dr. Fleck, would you be so kind as to thank our guest? Yeah, special thanks to our guest, Dr. Tina Wismer. And once again, congratulations to Heather Buner and Trumpet. And of course, we must always thank our sponsors. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. www.thepetbuzz.com Learn more about us, the show, and our guests. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. www.epi-pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. What would you do with two and a half more years with your dog? Two and a half more years of fetch, of walks, of love. Studies show that overweight dogs live two and a half years less on average than dogs at a healthy weight. But Slim Paws is here to help. Veterinarian recommended weight loss in one daily chew for your dog. Slim Paws, for the long, healthy life of your dog. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. Tevra Pet and Slim Paws, proud supporters of the Pet Buzz.